Hey guys, Logan Barbarian here, and we're back for We Are Legion, episode number five. Today with me, we have Loot. Hi guys. And we're going to go ahead and talk about uh, the guild bosses, a little bit of tactics on how to defeat each of the guild bosses, or not necessarily defeat each of the guild bosses, but what kind of tactics you want to bring into the fight against the particular guild bosses. We're also going to talk a little bit about the story campaign, and if you're running into problems on progression, and how to get more powerful to progress. So, Luke, go ahead and take it away and talk to us about the guild bosses a little bit. Awesome. So, one of the things that I struggled with was each boss has their own unique mechanics, um, immunities, and mes effects that could make it very challenging for each boss in their own right. So it seems that if you go into... If you're part of a guild, you can go into the guild and then go into the guild dungeon. There are nine levels. So obviously one is the easiest. And then B9, that's your hardest boss. And just to give you an idea of power level, I this guy is a level 70. So he's 30 levels above your six-star character. <laughs> And so we're level 40 at six star. He's level 70 at six star and 258,380 power. And that's for odious. So quite a lot. Yeah. And what, what you'll notice is the same boss could be in multiple levels and what's different between them is their level and their power their power level, and their player level. And essentially how much so HP for, they have, how much damage they deal, right? Exactly. How much? It's like their stats. How good are their stats? You know, the, the first boss, at least... I don't know if the order changes or what boss is available in what slot. I'm not sure how that works. Um, I know. I've seen them change. So... Because I know it used to be the first boss was like Umbaka, or no, Acacian, or Acacian, whatever they have them. Because the boss names are different than the character names to a little bit. Um, right, yeah. exactly. It's like Gullen is this week's, or I don't, see, I don't know, does it go every week? Is it guild specific? So if you kill the boss and then the next one spawns, it it's just a random pool of bosses? Uh, I'm leaning towards that it might be, yeah. So that's pretty cool. So do you think that there could be a B1 odious? I don't think so. I think the first ones are going to be like the Golan, the Acacian, or the Umbaka. Okay. I want to say that Acacian, or not Acacian, um, that Odium and... Uh, Sakaria are going to be your like final two kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, which they are right now. Right. So I want to say that those is, only, only appear Zacharias later. Zacharias is eight. Yeah. Eight and nine. And seven is Umbaka. At least in our guild right now. And it right. changes because I guess as you kill them, it could randomly pick one of I don't know, three? Well, there's five different bosses total, right? So I right. want to say... So it would, 
I want to say that like one through six is the first three, and then seven, eight, and nine are the other two. I want I want to say that, but I'm not like 100 percent sure yet. Obviously, we haven't killed boss five and six a lot yet. So, right. Yeah, we're working on boss six right now. Mm-hmm. And he's so anyway. Let's let's go ahead and get into the tactics of. Okay. If we're so, fighting which boss, that determines our tactics, right? Yes. So we I don't remember who posted it, but somebody posted a great guide. Um, whether it was on Reddit or on the Discord channel, honestly, I don't remember. But what I do know is I copied and pasted it. Um, so I apologize if this is your strategy out there. Um, I'm borrowing it. <laughs> not stealing it and hopefully some please people can get something so out of it properly. what's that please leave a comment so we can thank you properly yeah leave a comment so in the list first is sacrius now sacrius's mechanic is that if you try and heal your allies or yourself it like makes sacrius stronger and then he tur- he like he gets it says like Sacrius absorbs too much HP and then he goes into a frenzy and then kills you. Basically it's like a enrage. Yeah, it's even more powerful than the enrage though. Yeah, it's it's pretty much instant death. So the way that you want to get around that is you only want to heal him when he goes to sleep. I mean, you only want to heal, heal yourself when, he, when you hurt him and you knock him out and he's sleeping. That's when you heal because he can't hurt. He doesn't absorb it while he's sleeping. Okay, so when, so, when does he go to sleep? Is it like every minute or is it every I don't, damage? Or, I think you know it's that after much? X amount of damage that you do. Okay. I think it's a damage thing. I, I, honestly, I'm not sure. I always get him to go to sleep, though, like quite a few times per, per round. Um, I'll have to pay a little bit more attention to the next round to see what happens. Well, but, something, something else we didn't cover is that a boss fight has five-minute timer. Yeah, right? it, so that's really not that. true. I mean, it says that it's a five-minute timer. But most of the bosses, I don't know, at like maybe a minute 20 or a minute 30, they go into an enrage phase and they wipe you. Right. And I think that happens with whatever phase they're on. Right. Because I'm I'm under the impression that when you complete that phase, like you are successful, then it goes into the enrage and forces you to go out and come back in, essentially. Oh, I never thought of that. I think that's what it is. I'm not really sure. Because I've had fights that are longer than you because I'm a little bit weaker than you. Yeah, and I do a lot of damage. And then he does that mechanic. I mean, the I'd say the average team I bring in is, I don't know, 230 to 250,000. Right. So I think, that, I think that might play into it. But we're kind of sidetracking. Let's get back on to... Strategy. So what do you, what kind of, what kind of tunes do you want to bring in? What kind of characters, right? We're we're talking Um, about Sacrius, right? Still on Sacrius. 
So you want to bring key hero abilities are untreatable, magic defense, stun, and shields. So you're going to bring a tank. You're going to bring a stunner like Mila. You're going to bring... I think ideally it's Mila for this one because she also has the untreatable. Correct. Untreatable plus stun. So she's right. like so the perfect pretty ideal. stunner. And but then, obviously a lot of characters have untreatable, so... Right, but I don't know if there's a lot of characters... How many have stun and untreatable? Probably I think it's just her just that has her. both. Uh, but, like, example team that you might consider bringing would be her, maybe Apollo for his stun, uh, maybe Moomading for his untreatable, or William for his untreatable, you know, something like that. But yeah, Mila, that I think, Mila, I think, fills that role really well because she has both untreatable and stun. Well, you could actually, you could bring... A, you know, whatever tank you want, plus Mila, plus, you know, maybe William for your ranged physical DPS. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who else does it from range, do you? Moomading has it, I know that. What's he, he's a gunner? Yeah, he's another gunner. He's also, he's also a three-star, so he's a little bit easier to get. Right. Uh, William, unfortunately, the one you can synthesize is not the one with untreatable. So you need one of the other versions. Oh, so let me ask you that. Which one is untreatable? The fire and water both have untreatable, I know. Oh, so mine the just won't work. Would not. <laughs> I have dark. Will not, <laughs> that yeah. I, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure on the light and dark. I'm not sure on the light and dark. I haven't looked at those. So. But, but I, I can tell what William that you would synthesize is not one that has untreatable. Right. I think that's wood. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So then you also bring a ranged magic DPS. So you've got a little bit of magic, a little bit of physical, and a healer. I personally use Water Leia. It's, she's just my healer of choice. I have her stacked with a lot of magic defense, and she's very tanky. It's very difficult to kill my Leia, so that's why I bring her. And she also can revive your whole team. So there's no particular Mez effect that you need to be countering in this fight or anything like that? No, the major mechanic is do not heal your team while she's aw- while Sacrius is awake. Okay. So another thing then, probably don't... I would say in order to achieve that, you cannot run this fight on auto. Oh, absolutely not. If you run this fight on auto, your healer is going to kill you. That's true for a lot of these fights, I think. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I mean, you can run them on auto. You're just going to do a lot better if you don't. Well, yeah, I think the answer is yes for most of the bosses. I think Sacrius, though, if you run it on auto, your healer is going to end up killing your own team. Right. And you'll just heal up whatever damage you did. Right. Exactly. All right. So that's Sacrius. Let's move on to the next guy, which is Acasium. Let me find him in the list. Okay. Acasium has four stages 
The first one is called Pressure, which is decreases damage by 90%. The second stage is called Annihilation, decreases damage by 90%. Um, now, you're bringing up these phases. Is there different tactics for each phase? There are. Okay, so let's go ahead and go into the tactics for the first two phases then. I'm trying to remember what it is. Hang on, let me open it up. All right. It, it gets complicated. So, Ocasium's big thing is this thing called, I think it's called Landslide. Yeah. yeah it's called right. Landslide. So, Landslide, basically it kills everybody. <laughs> it, it's damage equal to 90% of your health. Jeez. That is, it's called Slaughter. That's the name of it. That's insane. So <laughs> it, you're very likely to die. Because <laughs> he just starts doing them back to back at the end. Oh, yeah. He, he just, once he lands landslide, it's over. Um, you have to have a six star team with a chess piece on each of the people that's at like plus 15, or you're not going to live. Jeez. <laughs> It's so like some of my characters do survive, but that's only because they're truly maxed out. If I right. bring anybody in that's not quite there, and let's say I mess up, they're going to die. Jeez. So the, the question is, is how do you counteract that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what you have to do is you have to bring in one of each interrupter. So you're going to need, ideally, three interrupters. You need a stun. Right. You need a, a knockdown, a stun, and an airborne? That's correct. Okay. Because what's going to happen is he's got this, uh, Acasium has this ability. It's called, what is it called? I think it's called Chaos Canopy. It's called, it's called Chaos Canopy. Okay, and, and so that basically makes him resistant to a particular... Yeah, he randomly, randomly chooses one, um, one interrupt that doesn't work. Okay. So effectively, and that's why he, he paralyzes, not paralyzes, but he becomes immune to, let's say, airborne. And then the next time he casts Chaos Canopy, it might change to stun. So that's that's the big reason to bring all three. That's correct. That's his He's major mechanic. Getting resistant to one of them. That's right. Okay. Now, the thing to look out for is he changes his strategy four times. There's like four... Four phases? Four phases. Okay. I'm trying to remember. So it actually it tells you right here. It, the phase that we're on, for example, right now is two, and that's called Annihilation. So it says the Soul Guide appears um, during Annihilation and casts Curse of Destruction to deal damage over time. Okay. So he casts Annihilation. So if I were to go in... Oh, somebody's attacking him right now. So, 
what what are what are, what additionally do you want in addition to these three interrupters? Do you want more damage? Do you want two healers? Two healers. Two healers. Yeah. So two healers and three interrupters. Yep. You're just two healers, three interrupters. Chairs. Yeah. Playing chairs with them until you can uh, meet the requisite for the phase. Yep. Now, I sometimes don't do that though. I always bring in three interrupters, but and I always bring in a healer. It's the the last spot. Sometimes I might bring in extra DPS. It really depends on like how many lives he has left. So if he's really low and he's got maybe like 20 lives left, then I'll probably bring in more DPS just to try and, you know, take him down. Gotcha. But if it's in the beginning, I probably want sustain. Just to have a longer fight to deal more damage. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Make it last longer. Gotcha. All right. Who's next on our list of bosses? Next we have Mbaka, which the boss name is Mbaha. So he's got uh, he's he's kind of interesting. You need a really odd team to beat him. It's it's really different than any of the other bosses. So you need a Templar and an Aether Tech, two Interrupters, or one in, one Interrupter, a DPSer, and then also a Healer. So he's got these two abilities. One is a Taunt for eight, with Aether Tech for Roar of Armor. And the other one is a Taunt that the Templar does that the Templar protects you. Called Roar, Roar of Protection. Okay, so is it because he switches between his damage type then? No, it's like he randomly casts these abilities that if you don't have a Templar, you can't protect your team. And then he does massive damage. Okay. I'm trying to bring him up here. So it's called Guardian Shout and Howl of Armor. Those are the two abilities. Okay. And I'll tell you what they do. Other thing to know is he is silence resistant, knockdown resistant, and your team cannot conceal. So if you use someone like Fervus or Mila came in they won't be able to go invisible that makes sense so he's got the thing called howl of armor and it only it's like against aether techs and so if you don't have a Templar to protect the Aether Tech ability, it deals insane damage. Could go up to almost 40,000 physical damage. Jeez. So, I mean, that that's a lot. 
and that's Hall of Armor. And then the opposite one is called Guardian Roar, and that's immune to Strike of Doom, and it says Repel against Templars. So your Aether Tech protects you from Guardian Roar, and your Templar protects you from Hall of Armor, and they both do up to 40,000 damage. Jeez. So, like, I was doing this fight with just a Templar. I was getting destroyed. And then I read not even the the guide, but I was reading the abilities and noticed that it repelled against certain things. So I was like, oh, you know what? Let's try that. And world of a difference. Okay. So you're bringing the two different frontliners to protect each other. Correct. Okay. So when one casts the ability, the other one protects you from the team, from okay. from the guy against your team. Right, right, right. Okay. And the so two on the thing to about are either stun and airborne. Gotcha. Because it can't get knocked down. Right. Okay. So that's and good he doesn't know. get silenced. Which is actually relevant. I think because silence is really powerful anyway. Yep. And I, I, I love using silencers uh, as my choice of interruption. So that's definitely something good to note is that he's immune to silence. All right. Sorry about that. No worries. I saw it. I, uh, my kid just came home. Hi, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's move on to the next one. Odious. Odious, I is think... It, is he the last one? Well, there's also Bullen. Can we cover Bullen first? Yeah, Bullen doesn't actually have a tactic. Well, um, let's just, I mean, talk about that. Yeah, so it just says, beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's nothing special about Bullen. It's basically, he's your introductory guild boss. He's your... Correct. You know, you're just trying to do as much damage as you can, as fast as you can, while protecting your team enough yep right so a yeah, templar a cleric use and a taunt. bunch of dps yeah use a taunt and just basic boss bring a healer okay. so one frontliner one healer and then three dps yep sounds like a plan and then you know an interrupter right i mean that's part of your dps package if you want yeah. to have an interrupter versus you know Range DPS, that's up to you, kind of. Thing. Maybe, like, one interrupter with, like, two supports. Yeah, two, two range DPS. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's not immune to anything. He's just, you know, a regular boss. He's just got a lot more lives. <laughs> oh, there's another he's boss basic... I forgot about. There's six? Yeah, there's Karag. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about him before we get to Odious, then. Okay. So... I want to save Korag, Odious for the end, because he seems like the, the final boss. Korag has three phases. Each phase, he's immune to a different interrupt. Phase one, immune to airborne. Phase two, immune to stun. Phase three, immune to knockdown. Okay. And those are his phases. Those are his, like, out-of-battle preparation kind of things. Those aren't things that he does in the battle. No, this is so your, just, these are kind of like guidelines. 
Right. So I'm assuming that you're actually treating him similar to Golan. Yes. In that you have one or two interrupters, some DPS, and you're just beating the heck out of him. You're just depending on which phase he's in is which interrupters you're bringing. That's right. So, okay. Um, it also says here that gunners and rangers are preferred. Okay, so you want physical damage versus magical damage. So he has a higher magical defense, probably. Yeah, I think so. I, don't, okay. I can't bring up his stats because we killed him. That's fine. We can't, I can't like get in there right now. Well, we'll trust the notation of physical damage. Yep. Yeah, I think they call it in the guide tank and spank. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Each that phase he's immune to a specific combo. Okay. Last boss, Odious. The big bad Odious. Odious is tough. I've been working on him on B6 and I pushed him really far and then he healed himself. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> he, what? he gave him himself like 200 lives. Oh my god, what the heck? I had him in the 800s and now he's back over 1,000. So he's got four phases as well. Each phase is a different vortex. So a vortex is something that he casts like during the fight. Yeah. So for example, the vortex of fire. He's immune against magic damage. That's what that vortex does. Oh. And if any, you need to bring a, uh, a healer that, or a mez healer against Confuse. Because what happens is if you get Confused, he summons this void storm, it's called, and he instantly kills everyone. Oh my gosh. Yep. So you need magic, da uh, physical damage in this phase two. Phase one, I can't tell you what it is because, oh, that's not true. Phase one, he's 90% of all damage taken is nullified. He grants terror. If there are any heroes inflicted with terror when using Void Storm, everybody dies. Wow. So phase one is terror. Phase two is confuse. I don't know what so phase it sounds three is. Like, sounds like you need different mez effect removals. Yeah. So we know, we, know, we know that terror can be removed by Absalom. That's right. Right. What, what about confuse? Do we know who that is? Ash? I'm pretty sure Ash can do uh, confuse. Okay. Um, I'm going to check So it right sounds now. like you're going to need a variety of good healers. You do. You need a couple different clerics. Or actually, cleric or um, songweaver. Yeah. But... If, if we use the term cleric, usually we're not referring specifically to cleric. We're referring to either of the healing classes. It's just we're using the term cleric 
loosely in that sense. So if it's confusing to you, we apologize. But that's what we're referring to is either of the killing classes. It's not just cleric. <laughs> so I'm checking heroes now. I don't know what phase three and four are. We've never, we haven't gotten that far yet. Oh, okay. But so definitely... I guess the point is to look at what he does and what it's recommending exactly. you bring. Okay. So, so Ash removes sleep and for these. You have to be prepared for his Mez effect, is what you're saying. Correct. And we know what? that the first one is terror and the second one is confuse. Right. So what do you recommend as a team comp, then? I was just fighting him earlier. Let me see what I was using. It sounds like as long as you have that Mez-specific character, you should be able to just go in and beat him up a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, you could. Let me... I just want to double-check. Is he immune to any of the combo statuses? Yeah, I'm just ch- double-checking that right now. No. The only thing he's immune from is you can't conceal. Okay. So I would probably bring... I'd probably bring Gullen and Bloodfang. So I'd have an Airborne and a Knockdown. Bring, so you're going to bring your tanks and interrupters of choice yeah right and then you have to bring a specific mez removal healer and then swarm of dps right so a pretty standard team is just the healer is going to be specific to whatever mez effect he's using exactly okay all right you just have to make sure like on your damage because phase two is magic immunity phase three is physical immunity okay so you want to make sure you're checking what kind of damage he's immune to so that your dps isn't yeah exactly you need to bring in somebody that can do some damage right okay so that actually makes me think that he can't be interrupted when he's physical immune too no he can't you can interrupt them. It just doesn't hurt him. Okay. Okay. Because that's the phase that we're on. That's the phase that we were on. And now it reset. So, like, I took us all the way to phase four. And then it went back to phase one. And now we're on phase two. Okay. So, I, like, I got through the right. whole and that, thing. And that's it, something that you have to, to remember about the bosses. As you complete the phase, it'll move to the next phase. You have to complete them a certain number of times, and then it'll move to the next phase. Once it completes the final phase, it will go back to the phase one. That's so right. It, just it doesn't just hang out at you know, no phase. It just keeps going through those however many times it takes you to beat him. So. Yep. All right. So Frustrating. I wish it didn't. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, makes... was, I was smacking him so hard. <laughs> And that's the thing. He didn't want you smacking him so hard. I know. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a big boss for a reason. He knows what's going that's on. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's an amazing boss, and he's an amazing character if you're lucky enough to get him, which I was not. 
right? I haven't gotten them either. I've been I have been super lucky with five star pulls. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, hate mail hates me obviously because he still hasn't pulled one naturally. I've pulled three. <laughs> oh my! I've gotten yeah. one. I did get one. Oh, um, you finally got one. I got wood sacra. Oh, nice. I got fire sacra, and that's the better one. I got water regis who I actually really like because she gains evade when she crits. And then I got Wood Charlotte, which oh, is nice. funny because the story behind the Wood Charlotte. So I'm laying down with my daughter, getting ready to put her down for her nap in the afternoon. She's two and a half. She's almost three. Uh, and I had a random single Wood Confinite in my inventory. And I was just poking around in Ion while I was trying to get her to go to sleep. And I'm like, you know what? I'll let her open it. My daughter's name is Charlotte. So she so pokes <laughs> Your daughter got a Charlotte. Charlotte. That's so great. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's great. So that's my story of my Charlotte well, obtaining me a Charlotte. <laughs> I don't have a kid named um, Odious. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, maybe I'll get a dog and name him Regis. <laughs> Every time I hear the word Regis, all I can think of is Regis, Regis Philbin. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I want Regis. I can't even get the tunes that you need to send her. Uh, out of she's the one that requires the fire, Nora, right? Yes. Okay, so you can. It's just going to take you a while. No, I know. I'm saying I can't even get the tunes that I can't even get. I can't even synthesize the tunes that are needed to synthesize her. That's that's fair because something about synthesizing. I'm finally at a point where I have, I think, two of the four stars that I could potentially synthesize. But I'm not sure I want to because it requires me to get rid of some of my light and dark heroes. That's and right. Like, I, I don't like this. <laughs> You have to give up a lot. I still haven't decided to try and synthesize yet. I'm getting to a point where I might because I really do want Gullen. So, Gullen is great. I, I, I really want Gullen and I haven't pulled one. And I'm like, you know... Is it I the have fire all... Gullen? It's the wood Gullen. Wood Gullen. Not the best Gullen, but still I good. Mean, still Gullen, so I don't particularly care. Because he's a character that I just I want to play with him because I'm an ogre and he's a giant pigatar. He is so I tell you, he's got <laughs> his leader skill is so good. I use him. He's basically you want to use him in the dungeon, and okay. his leader skill is made for the dungeon. It's plus thirty at plus thirty percent attack. So he is the. Prado of Dungeon. He is the Prado of Dungeon. Yep. That's it's cool. the same exact <clears throat> value, except in, you know, Prado's Adventure, while well, Gullen is his counterpart. But and only you know, Fire Gullen. Only Fire Gullen. Okay. Which is, that makes sense because it's Fire Prado that does it. Now, it's interesting because the wood Gullen that you can synthesize. On this works on himself. 
his passive is increases critical hit chance by 100% and recovers 400% of attack as HP upon a critical hit. So every time he hits a crit, he heals. And he's gonna crit. Oh, yeah. And (laughs) I would say build him with a crit set. Maybe as his jewelry, give him crit the critical hit jewelry. I was thinking the reflect jewelry because he's going to be healing so much. Let your opponents kill themselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, I, a, I, that's I worth have, a shot. Like, I, he's, he's one that I'm looking at. I'm like, I really, really like this ability, and I want to do it, but I just I don't want to lose these material guys yet. And that's why I'm having such a hard time with pulling the trigger on that synthesis. But we're sidetracking a little bit. Right. We did have one other topic that we wanted to cover a little bit. Uh, and we wanted to talk about uh, story mode and campaign. Right. And if you run into problems as you're progressing through it, what are things that you can do to help? That's a really good question. I have finished the story. So I can tell you there's going to come times where you need to increase your power level or you just won't be able to make it through. So what can you do? You can increase the stars. So if you're a, if you're four star, definitely go to five star. Um, especially like when you hit act seven. I think that's where you are right now, right, Ogre? I just hit X7. My entire team is five stars. I'm really, really debating on when I should take somebody to six. Well, you're lucky. Okay, so why are you lucky? Because I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's the, the third or fourth scene. Uh, it's super early in Act 7. You have to six-star Ren. Okay, so I'm getting to the point where I have to six-star Ren then. Yep, you're almost there. Good good to know. Now, what is so important about that six-star versus a Well, it, it increases your stats. It increases... Like significantly? Uh, yeah. And then it also lets you get to level 40 so then you get to start over at zero and then you get 40 levels of more stats so it's just a huge stat boost so that your damage and your tankiness and everything else are just going to be way up there by comparison so that six star is really really important yeah it's really powerful and i just found it it is act seven scene six okay I think I'm on scene three or four right now, so I'm getting close. Oh, you're at B6. If you're at scene three, that's B6 of Fang Fortress. Starts getting hard yeah, right I think around I'm actually there. Right there, actually, yeah. Yeah, I, I was, Fang is my butt, tough. I was getting my butt kicked by these 68k teams in uh, the first area of Land of the Spirits. I fought a Cassius and a Velvet as the boss, and it was just the one level for this search mode, 
And this Cassius just shredded me because yep. halfway through the fight, my team stopped targeting him and targeted the velvet, and then he just shredded me. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I couldn't do anything to switch him back. I was like, stop it. Yeah, it, it can get pretty hard. So besides raising <laughs> your star, you really, this is the time of the game. You really need to have equipment. You need to increase your uh, quality of equipment, hit the equipment okay. dungeons, get the equipment. So, so when you say the quality of equipment, are you... Okay, so I'm at the point where I have, like, six-star legendary equipment and six-star unique equipment and then five-star unique equipment as the majority of my gear, right? right. I do have six-star rare equipment still, but... Like, I'm at that point where I can't just equip a new piece. I'm going to have to start enhancing them, right? That's right. Okay. And also, very important, stat bonuses matter. So, yeah, I've to pay there's attention two to sets and four sets. The two sets are silver. Um, you get them in adventures. The four sets are gold. And you get them in dungeons. There's. I have one thing to say about the silver and gold piece. That is only for the main pieces of equipment that is not including jewelry. Jewelry Correct. can either be silver or gold. It means it nothing matter. to the jewelry. They are specifically always a two set. That's correct. So. Totally doesn't matter. It's actually like uh, dungeon specific. It's Their colors just don't matter. Right. So, so, okay, so, and then something else about jewelry, I assume, is that you want to pay attention to what secondary stat it is giving you. Absolutely. Whether it's will, and the, strength. The thing about it, it's not even just secondary. Like some of them, if you have a, a, a green, I'm trying to remember what they're called, rare. So mm -hmm. the major difference that I've seen, besides the fact that the that the orange or unique give you higher levels of stats. The green ones, you have to unlock the stats. Like, uh, you have right. to... So, like, two of them are... You're blind to what they are. And the right. blue That's ones... That's not what I was referring to as secondary stats. That's not what I was referring to as secondary stats. Oh, okay. Like, necklaces, I think, give you debuff resistance. But then the other stat that it affects is random between the four base stats. You are correct. So you want to pay attention to which base stat is being affected because if you equip an agility piece on a Templar, it doesn't really do a whole lot for him. Whereas if you put a strength one on him, it boosts his attack, boosts his HP, boosts his you know, block rate and everything else because that's what his strength does for Templars. Okay, you just blew my mind. <laughs> I didn't know that. Wait, so, what? Let me, yeah, I didn't realize that at all. So let me ask you a question. I'm looking you know at how my there's purpose. Right? What? There's four base stats, right? Right, so I didn't realize that. Will and intelligence, right? So how do I know, for example, what the base stat is for... 
my assassin. Okay, so there's different categories of equipment, right? And the equipment, if you look at the, I believe it's the glove and the boot, it might even be on the chest, but uh, you know how you can scroll to the right on your equipment and see which classes can equip the equipment? Yeah. Right? Those classes are all going to care about that particular base stat. Okay. So, like, first as an assassin, assassins, gunners, and rangers all care about agility, and they can all equip the same equipment. Right. So I want to go after agility? If then? you're working assassin, gunner, or ranger, yeah. So even though I've got evade, ring, and necklace on to get that 10% boost, I'm really almost slighting myself because if those don't their have secondary the stat is strength. Right. You're, you're cutting yourself just a little bit short. Because each, oh. each class has a base stat that affects their HP and attack as well. I didn't know that. It's one of the little pop-ups during the load screens that tells you. I, <laughs> it I don't pay attention. Which one is what, but it says that if you increase the base stat that is particular to the class, it'll increase their attack and HP as well. That's awesome. That so, is yeah, fantastic. You, you want to pay attention to those. Oh, man, now I have so much more grinding to do. Because <laughs> now I've got an awesome, unique evade ring um but it's got the wrong substat that sucks that sucks and i have it at plus 15 that sucks that sucks <laughs> oh well <laughs> i'm gonna keep it on there for now because it is giving me that plus 10 percent. but yeah. man what a what a bummer i mean I'm not saying that you did it wrong. I didn't do it wrong. This is just I, yeah, I used what I had. Right, you're not optimized. I'm not optimized. Right. And that is something that, again, you're at a point where you can pay attention to that. I'm not at that point yet. But yeah, I am trying. Me, I'm like tweaking to things to get that extra push. Right. I'm not at that point yet. I do try to pay attention to it, but... We're kind of sidetracking a little bit from what we were talking about. Uh, All right. So how do you how do you get past these harder levels, and right. what gear should you upgrade? Well, the truth is, anything that's this is just my this is how I feel. This might not be the right path or how other people think. To me, as I've said before, money is like less important. Not that it's not important, but I, I don't mind paying to play. So gold. Oh, actual money or gold? Yeah, like I don't actually mind paying to play the game. So if something costs gold to upgrade, I'm like, all right, you know what? No problem. I'll just go farm some more. So I, I will take a, a legendary piece if it's really good. I'll take it to all the way to 15. You know, if it's going to help me progress through the story, even if I'm going to replace it, even if it's temporary, I'd rather have it all the way boosted. Now, 
saying that, obviously, as you're lower in the story, you don't want to bring it all the way up. No, no reason to. But when you hit the wall, now I would say the Fang Dungeon, that's a wall. It's a really tough, tough dungeon. Um, If you've got anything that's blue, what I was doing, I only take things to 15 blue when it's like a piece that's great. If it's not great, I'm I'm not dumb. I'm not going to be stupid about it. But I usually take it to at least plus nine. And the reason why I do that is because there's a stat that you can't use so you're talking until about you go to plus nine. Yeah. The unlockable stat. Okay. So I'm going to take it to nine just so I get that extra stat. Now, now you got to be careful. Sometimes that extra stat is not what you wanted, garbage. and it hurts you. Yeah, it could be garbage. No worse than All that. Sudden, my it sorcerer be, has threat level, threat and I'm level. like, why? <laughs> I don't want threat level on my sorcerer. Exactly. It could be threat level, and then you're screwed. So it's a little bit of a gamble. Right. Sometimes you'll get lucky, and sometimes you'll get burned. So here's a question for you now that you're in the much later game, has there been times where you upgrade equipment before you equip it? Yes. That's a very good question, and the answer is yes. <laughs> I, I, if, something is, if something has that stat, like a blue piece, and I'm on the fence of, well, if it's threat level, I don't want it, I will... But let's say it's threat level. I don't want it on this character, but that would be great for my Templar. You know, like, so I'll upgrade it in my inventory. I'll bring it to nine. I'll see what the stat is, and then I'll make a choice. Okay. Now, obviously, that's something you're not doing until the way late game. But correct. that is something that you do do at that point. Oh, I, okay. I do that. I don't know if everybody does that, but I do that. Right. No, I'm saying I'm saying just like as an example for people that are lower, you know, lower end, still working their way through story. This isn't something that you're going to do at that point. Right. I think, you know what? Maybe it's a game of inches and it's it's really a a gambling kind of thing because you sh- if you try you don't want to go too far but you don't want to go far not far enough so that's why i said going in nine it's probably not that expensive your success rate is going to be really pretty probably pretty good to get to nine after nine it gets kind of bad but to get to nine it's usually pretty good success okay and Oh, you, let's talk if you about the like five you times success rate. Do oh, you <laughs> no, no way. Okay. Don't use that. <laughs> uh, well, because it, you gems, have to use right? Aether and I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, is it Aether? It's Aether or Gems. I'm not sure. Uh, I think it depends on the equipment. Okay. If it's upgrade, it costs Aether to boost the success rate. Whereas if it's a heroic piece with purple equipment, it costs Aether to upgrade and then gems to boost. Yeah, that's for the purple stuff. 
Right. And if you're lucky enough to have a purple equipment at any point throughout the game, that's incredible because they are literally unique to a character. And right? their drop rate is so low. Right. So if you get a purple equipment, just slap it on. It's going to be more powerful than anything else you can get. That's right. Because they can only appear at six stars. Right, and yep. they are specific specific to a character. I'll give you an example. I've got Tom, the Tanku chess piece, and mm-hmm. I enhanced it one time, and its HP is 74,280. Good Lord. Yep. <laughs> that is insane. Like, totally bonkers. I'm trying to see how much total health this guy has. It's like, it's astronomical. Oh, my God. He's got 197,546 health. And almost half of that is from that one piece. Yep. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That is just so impressive. So if you are lucky enough to pull a purple gear, equip it and watch your power level skyrocket. (laughs) Now, it's not that I'm looking at another chess piece that's um, unique, but it's it's unique. And I'll give you an example at at plus zero. Its HP is twenty two thousand eight hundred and nineteen. Okay. So that's significantly lower. It it takes, I think, okay, at plus 10, it's 61,000. At plus 12, I don't have an 11, but plus 12, it's 106,000. So it takes you 12 upgrades to really compete, or 11 upgrades to compete with that purple piece. Wow. That's, that's crazy. massive. <laughs> so that's you asked a question earlier about powerful. gold and silver. And, you know, do I go with a, a four set piece or two twos or, or what combo right. you use? I mm-hmm. use, um, I either use, I usually don't go for a four set unless the four set bonus is something truly unique. And I'm going to give you an example. So I'm running poise armor on Bloodfang. Poise armor has a, a unique trait that is only available if you equip all four pieces. You generate two impenetrable shields Whenever you use your special skill. So he'll basically absorb two attacks. Oh, it's more than just two attacks. Yeah, he can absorb two landslides from a Kazian. He can take two ultimates or two ultras, two supers, whatever game you're thinking of that like has like that super duper attack. He can get hit twice. Wow. And then if he uses his attack again, he gets it right back. 
but so that's you, you, rare. you want to pay attention to the ones that offer a unique buff versus the ones that are just like additional HP or additional right. crit rate or whatever. Because you can find yeah. those in other places. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to give you another example. Let's let's do Fervus. Let's do the Assassin. So you want to build, or at least this is what I was told to do. So I'm, I'm going off what other people shared with me and their experiences and how they built him. And then I checked some of the leaderboard and saw how they built him. So it seems that you want to stack him with as much evade as possible. So what I did is I took two pieces from Deluge, which is you get it from uh, one of the equipment dungeons. You get it from Shrine of the Abyss. And what it does in its two set gives you evade plus 15. Now, if you go with the four set, you get evade plus 15 and increase attack by 10%, which I guess is cool, but it doesn't give me more evasion. So what I did is I did the deluge plus um, quick armor, which is the silver version of deluge. And that's available in one of the adventures called Abandoned Bastion. Okay, I don't so remember what level the, it is. I want to say that's eight. I think it's seven. No, uh, chapter seven I just unlocked is Land of Spirits. Oh, okay. Oh, you're right. It is eight. And I actually was able to unlock nine. Um, I can't remember what it is at the moment, but it'll uh, come to me. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> something about home. Oh, Path Home or something? Something, something like that. So what Quick does is it gives you, for the two set evade rate of plus eight so i'm getting plus 15 from deluge and then another eight from quick and then to stack it again i did a ring necklace um plus 10 evade so 33 percent evade that's pretty cool yeah that's an additional 33 percent and takes him off that you couldn't also have evade and evade rate elsewhere in his gear. That's right. Some of the substats on the gear is additionally based. So on the quick uh, gloves, he's got another stat, another 8% just from his gloves, like in one of the substats. So a 41% evade. That's crazy. Wait, and that's just the gloves. Then I also have it on the chest piece. I've got it on the boots. And I've got it on the necklace. Oh, wow. So you're, you're really stacked with evade. Yeah. I was told stack it, so I went as, I went as high <laughs> as I could. Um, I was told anywhere oh, around... 108 to 110% is kind of like where you want it to be. I was able to get to 108%. Um, that's what I have, 108%. I think the only way to do it with a little bit more evade is in my weapon to get a substat of evade. I'm sure it's there somewhere. I mean, I think you can get it on the weapon. 
not positive. I have no idea. Oh, you can. <laughs> I found it on the weapon, but not on the right weapon. So if I want to grind Deluge Armor in Shrine of the Abyss, I guess I could get it. But I might never get it because the drop rates are very low. And there's a very it's large not, It's amount. not the drop rates are low. It's that you get one piece of equipment and everything is randomized. And there are and so many variables. Pool. So many variables. So many. The, the pool is so big. Huge. Because you have to get on the right weapon. You have to get it with the right type, which means that it has to be the deluge. You right. have to get the substat. You have to get, like, there's so many variables that are all very small because there's so many of them. That's right. So, Or, if you want, now, you can buy it. That's what I was going to say. Since we're talking about this, because there are so many different variables when you're farming the dungeons, is it more efficient to take excess gems and go to a secret shop and pick up a specific force set that you want. My opinion is yes. I don't know if everybody shares that, that opinion, but my opinion is yes. And I have, I've probably bought seven sets. Wow. You know, for like seven different characters. Right. But the thing is, it's also random. So what I mean by that is, if I were to go into the store right now, first, it lists, like, the character type, so Gladiator. Well, in this shop, they're only selling Valor. So if I needed Valor, it's you get four pieces of six-star. It could be legendary or unique. So you're not guaranteed the orange so item. Orange. Say again? Blue or Blue or orange. Correct. Legendary. So it can be blue or orange. Six star, but you're not guaranteed two orange and two blue. It could be all blue. You get four blues, or you could get four oranges. It's totally random. Right, okay. And the substats are so, obviously so totally I'm random. tracking into this gear a little bit hard. Uh, the long and short of everything that we're talking about today was if you're having trouble progressing in story mode, take a look at your team. You know, is this a balanced team? Do I have the right, you know, types of things? Do I have the right interrupt? Do I have the right link skill? Do I have enough stars? Do I have enough gear? Is my gear enhanced enough? These are all different things that you can look at to alter to help your progression through story mode. Uh, is there anything else that would help you get through story mode? Oh, one other thing you can do would be to include your friend's sidekicks. Yes. If, if the mission allows you to. And most of them do. Right. The only ones that don't are the final act, or the final scene of the act. That I know of. I know one of our guildmates has flat out said to me, if it wasn't for your fervus, I would be stuck. <laughs> right? I so mean, here, here's he's so stacked. Else I, something else I want to point out. Uh, 
because I don't know if people realize this. You're only allowed to designate one character on your roster as your sidekick handout. And the way you do that is in your hero tab. There's a little like badge icon next to the lock icon. If you click that badge icon, it makes that character your handout sidekick. I don't know if people know that. Because I see a lot of people that have Ren, which is who it starts on, obviously. Uh, and then there's a lot of people that have, like, on Astria or Blair or whoever, Healer. And it's like, why are you sending me a Healer? Don't send right. me a don't send me a tank. I don't need these characters. I need some more DPS, obviously, if I'm getting yeah. wrecked. So highlight your best DPS or interrupt character. Those Remember, the- this is going to help your friends. Right. And every time your friend takes, their, takes your sidekick, you get 15 social coins. So it helps you, too, in the end. So pick a I good I did not sidekick. know that. Yeah, that's where you get the 15. I am going to be using everybody's sidekicks for now on all the time just to help them out i've been, I've been trying i've been trying to uh, i had no idea <laughs> i don't usually need a sidekick so i don't usually right. use it but they get it whether you bring them into the battle or if they're just sitting on the sideline the whole time well i know for now on i'm gonna use the sidekicks to help people out and there you go the so if i is- get 15 oh, coins oh. Yeah, something else to point out about when you're, if your guild activates the buff for secret shops, don't purchase from your secret shop. Go to your friend's secret shops and purchase from them because they get a kickback on anything you spend. That's right. You don't get it if you buy it from your own shop. It's so a good only, tip. Only purchase from your friends' shops, and you're giving them one tenth of whatever you spent. Yeah, so that's definitely way, the way to go. It's a way to keep gems circulating within the guild without losing all of them. Essentially, it's just a little tip to you know help resource management uh, that I've kind of realized that I, I know we haven't talked about yet. So. That's something that I think people should be doing. That's a good tip. I'm going to start. I, you know, I always, I usually, that particular thing I do, but I didn't know about the sidekick. And I think that's great. It's important. <laughs> All yeah. of these, they add up. I'm sure they do. You know? I was always wondering, why do I get more coins versus less? And I guess people use my sidekick. Well, yeah, you have a really powerful sidekick, so. Yeah, he's standing now at 55k. If you want people to use your sidekick, make sure it's a character that they're going to want to take. Don't bring in a super-powered Astria, because she's still just an Astria. That's right. (laughs) Remember, you only get to use the sidekick once one of your party members dies. Right, but you can only select the sidekick once every 12 hours also, I think. I think you could select it every... You could use your whole list. 
like back right. to back to back. Useful list, but they do go on cooldown. Right. So right. So if you wanted to use my Fervus, you could only have them once every twelve hours. But you could right. use my Fervus and your Fervus, or you know someone else's mm-hmm. fight like back to back fights. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's definitely something that you want to do just to help out your your guildmates and your friends list to to boost them up a little bit. I love it. That's awesome. Those are my my resource management tips. <laughs> and I think that's actually a good spot to go ahead and call it. We've kind yeah, of I think we're gonna wrap it up here. I got a race on TV. I'm gonna get to good NASCAR event. <laughs> And um, all right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, One more thing before we go. Uh, Hate Mail entered our first episode of the podcast into the content creators contest that Ion NCSoft held. And we were selected as one of the winners. I know. How cool is that? I know, right? And uh, so we are now technically... Award-winning. We made it. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> We're content creators. Yes. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so Excellent. shout out to them. Thank you guys. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. If you have anything specific you want us to talk about in the future, please leave a comment. Otherwise, we won't know what you want us to talk about. Um, and we'll just keep random, like, randomly rambling. Randomly rambling about gear and other stuff like that that is relevant to us so (laughs) so now we can uh have this title of uh award-winning ion podcast i wonder (laughs) (laughs) i mean i wonder how much clout that'll give us in the community but you know that's still something uh cool to have but yeah uh congrats again to all you guys um who helped us out make make the first video that we submitted um so it was mainly Hate Mill, you and Loot were on that first video, or first first podcast, rather. Yeah. So, and uh, hopefully we can uh, take that and progress to better and bigger things. So, uh, for all you guys listening, thanks for listening and uh, contributing and supporting the podcast. And uh, if Hate Mail didn't say it enough already, um, consider becoming a Patreon uh, or patron on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash we are our legion. Uh, thanks for listening again. Hello everyone, Haymail here. To thank everyone for the support and to the Ion team for selecting us as the winner of their contest. Thanks again. If you feel like we're doing a good job and you want to donate to us, you can do that at Patreon slash We Are Legion. Um, you can follow us on YouTube at WRL Broadcasts, uh, SoundCloud, and everything else. Obviously, I'm sure you guys are already listening to this, so you kind of know where we are. Uh, thanks for listening Luke do you have any final words no thanks have a great rest of the weekend Um, can't wait to get back on Ion and get right back into it and come up with some new content for next week thanks for listening alright thanks for listening guys thanks for listening thank you for listening to this episode of We Are Legion a WROL broadcast production. If you liked the show, consider becoming a Patreon. 
just go to patreon.com slash we are legion and don't forget to like and subscribe